Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb, and today I am joined with Stephen Neese of Speech and Language Songs. Say hi, Stephen. Hello, Deb. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thanks Long for having time me. no see. Yeah. yeah, it's been a whole few days. <laughs> yeah. So Stephen and I met while I was in South Carolina. Um, I was presenting for, um, how do you guys say the Skisha. Skisha. Yeah, for Skisha, South Carolina Speech and Hearing Association. Um, and it was super fun. And Stephen helped me out with, my, with the technical aspects of my presentation. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for coming to South Carolina to present. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that was, I really that was awesome. That. Yeah. Um, so before we get more into that, let's talk about the wine and cheese. Today I am drinking Spellbound. It is a Petite Syrah. It's from California. It's a 2016. Um, and I like the description on the back. It's It's got like these moons on it, if you see. Nice. So it's like it's like a witch wine, um, and uh, this reminded me of being in South Carolina because um, Michelle Dawson and I were talking about our love for practical magic. <laughs> um, so I was like, this must be the one I should get. Um, so it says, everyone knows the warm sun nurtures plants, bringing grapevines to full maturity, but it's the moon, ruler of the tides, whose gravitational force, gravitational force helps pull water up from the soil during, during the cool nights that has influenced farmers since ancient time. Our food-friendly wines are true to their roots, expressing ripe, varietal character and spellbinding flavors. Um, so this that is sounds very, fancy. Yeah, it's, um, well, it was a $12.99 bottle of wine, so <laughs> pretty affordable. It's good. <laughs> Um, it's quite smooth. I like it a lot. I can taste um, nothing too. Let me take another sip. It's pretty smooth on the palate. My dog won't start barking. I'm sure you can hear that. Um, yeah, it's very smooth. So nothing overpowering. Nice, light and fruity, but not sweet. And I combined that with uh, Bella Vitano Sartori cheese. It's um, it's a Merlot flavored cheese. And this unique cheddar Parmesan inspired Italian cow's cheese is immersed in fine Merlot to give it an extra tang and a delicious Merlot flavor. It's really, really good. Um, and actually this is a Sartori family original and this gourmet cheese is a celebrated silver medal, silver medal winner from the 2014 World Cheese Awards. Nice. So I've never, never heard of Merlot flavored cheese. Well, because it's an original of oh, this, okay. uh, this family, but uh, I never. Is the wine heard. Merlot as well? It's not. It's a Petite Syrah. Ah. But it's still, maybe, you know, you don't want to match too much That's in true. life, I don't think. I think you got to. It's too like, on the nose there. Yeah. But I didn't know there was World Cheese Awards, so I'm going to have to investigate this further. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I vote drink it on this wine because it is delicious. Um, and, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So, Stephen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I've been on SOP for seven years, uh, all in the schools, 
So I've been in the school setting the entire time. I went to University of South Carolina undergrad and my, I went to grad school at South Carolina State. Um, in the last few years, I've started uh, doing assistive technology stuff and I've become like an AT consultant type thing, mainly doing AAC stuff. Oh, cool. Um, I, I am newer to AAC, so yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm really falling in love with that aspect of speech pathology, but so, um, do you have a favorite device? Um, I don't know. Uh, so there's a lot of different ones. Uh, so we went to, I went to an Avaz training recently, which mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting, but, uh, Perloquo, touch chat, um, lamp works for life. It just, uh, got to match the features to the child, I guess, but, uh, they're all kind of interesting, but, uh, Avaz had a lot of new, uh, features that I'd never seen before. So that was kind of an interesting one. So that's kind of a newer one that I'm getting into. Oh, I didn't see that one yet. I really have the most experience with Proloquo to yeah. go. Um, I like it had, you can like mold it to whatever you want it to be, which is kind of nice. Right. It's very customizable, but my yes. kid keeps putting all sorts of stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> Every day it's like low memory. <laughs> he keeps taking pictures of stuff, but, um, yeah, I like that. So you have your own LLC, is that right? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. speech and language songs? Yes, so I do speech and language songs. Um, so it's kind of like a YouTube channel. So I have like songs paired with videos. Um, so I started off doing it uh, to, so I was, I've been playing guitar and singing for a very long time, uh, mm -hmm. but I was doing it within therapy for a while. And I saw in your presentation the other day that you do that as well. Yeah. I think you had like Backstreet Boys or something. I or did. Anything? Yes, it was Backstreet Boys. It was Backstreet Boys. <laughs> um, but so I've been doing that type of thing, like just in therapy a lot. Um, so I was pushing into some classrooms, uh, some self-contained classrooms, and we we're focusing on core vocabulary. And so we we're uh, pairing those. A lot of those kids were using AAC devices. Um, and then I was leaving the room. And so right now as an AT consultant, I do like, uh, 20 different schools right now. So oh, I'm, not there, I'm not there that often. Um, so I can't push in all the time. So really wanted to start creating something. So when I wasn't there, they could use that. Mm -hmm. um, so then I started doing uh, just little videos. And I was like, an easy way to share these would just be to throw them on YouTube. So I started doing that. And then people not in the classroom started uh, actually watching them like other people. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So other people are enjoying that. So then I started creating more and mm -hmm. trying to push it out there. So other, so I could share it with other SLPs, special education teachers, parents, and things like that. So does that help you promote carryover, you think? Cause, uh... I, I think so. I hope so. Um, Cause that was a little bit of the goal. Um, right. So I wanted them to be able to do that when I wasn't there. And mm -hmm. I thought maybe this is a really good thing that parents could use as well. So I'm doing it while I'm there. They're doing it while I'm not there. Then parents can do it. So if we're targeting a certain core vocabulary word, we can continue doing that. And so they get a lot of exposures. Um, so and trying to, and it's pretty, pretty simple to model like aided language stimulation uh, for those core voc uh, vocabulary terms with the songs. So it would show the aides and the parents, that kind of thing. And it should be an easier thing for them to do um, instead of having to really know all this background information about AAC and all that. So that was kind of the general idea was kind of why that started. Nice. 
Um, so you said you have always played guitar and yeah. you always sang. Um, did you have like, so growing up, when did you decide that you were going to take the route of speech pathology? Um, not until after I graduated from my undergrad. So I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So like in my undergrad, I had uh, media arts and I uh, focused in audio. So I wanted to be like uh, working in the studio and uh, doing like audio design and things like that. Um, and like Foley art and stuff like that. Like for me. Oh, I love that. You know what that is? Okay. Yeah, I'm ex explain Foley for the listeners who don't know. That's my favorite part of uh, post-production. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So it's uh, mm -hmm. like when people are stepping or they turn a doorknob and things like that, there's someone in the studio somewhere creating those sounds and matching them up with the uh, the video. So it's pretty cool. So I was doing all that kind of media arts stuff, uh, mm -hmm. all focused on audio. And I got out of school and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. So I was like in the choir at university and I did, uh, I was in the uh, classical guitar program. So I got out and basically worked at a music store and uh, taught guitar and played in some bands. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and then I shadowed a uh, SLP. I think my parents were like pushing something uh, more legitimate onto right. me but then i shattered <laughs> then i shattered an slp and i was like oh this is actually pretty cool this is fun this uh kind of clicked with me and the person and i actually still work with that person uh, yeah. who, who was pretty awesome um but she was uh, i actually taught her a daughter and son guitar at the time. I guess I wasn't a great teacher because neither of them play anymore. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I saw both of them, and she was talking about how I can incorporate music into it. It'd be a perfect fit. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I really wasn't sure what that meant or what I, what I was right. going to do with that. But it was, she was just super encouraging. So I was like, so her name is Kiki Bennett. If she's listening, uh, she's hey, basically Kiki. <laughs> hey Kiki. Uh, hey, so Kiki. she basically, basically Are you listening. <laughs> So she basically got me into it. So, and I'm very thankful that she did. Was it That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, did you ever see, there's a documentary and I don't know what it is or how I saw it, but it's like, they were talking about the Foley art from Star Wars. And when they're walking in the snow, the, the uh, Foley artists were actually crushing dog food in a bathtub. No, no, I did that's not. That's how they that. created that sound. That is fabulous. Yeah, yeah, because people don't realize that like movies are like would be quite boring if it was just strictly the dialogue that's happening. Absolutely. So, yeah. and and not even just like music that adds the the mood, but then also just like those those background effects that are just natural to life. And rarely is the foley artist using those items to create the sound they might make. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we had to do a project and it was, uh, we had like, it was a very short clip. I'm talking like 20 seconds mm -hmm. of a movie and we had to recreate all of the, and it was so difficult. It took <laughs> so long to make that sound. And it sounded awful. And it was uh. so bad. It was like, it was not close to as good as the, I think I did. What's the, uh, what Robert Rodriguez film? What, what was it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Um, well, it showed you how um, much work actually goes into yeah, no, it, super it fun was, jobs. Yeah, I can't remember what the, it's like around the tip of my tongue. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, it'll come to me eventually. A little word finding issues. Right. Um, um, but it, but it, yeah, it showed how difficult that is. It was a pretty interesting job. Yeah, very cool. Um, so... How do you find that like there's a connection? Do you find that there's a connection between music and speech? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, so I think there's like uh, documented like neural neural connections, like the areas of the brain are similar. You know, there's a lot of different places that are the same. Um, as far as like clinical implications of uh, using music, I don't think there's a ton of research saying that this is, you know, this is definitely helping. So uh, I more so look at it as more of an engagement thing. Uh-huh. Like, I do highly agree that like um, fundamentally it's quite engaging. And then also like tons of research show like in every capacity that when you slow down your um, speech and language, uh, everything improves, whether it's your fluency or if you as a speaker slow down what you're saying, the listeners have an easier time processing what they're hearing. So um, lots of times when we're when we're singing, we're slowing things down. And then also um, a lot of my presentation was on um, the benefits of repetitive activities and and music has uh that type of structure where the chorus is repetitive and the melody and the rhythm um is a predictable map uh so that i think is important and then also um music and language is a characteristic of of humans right yeah like we're that's very specific to just humans and there's no other animals that have right. both of those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's all that. Um, I'm sure there's more. The point is here, people, <laughs> you do your research, but we both agree that, um, it's engaging. Though. It's engaging. <laughs> so it gets the, it gets the child to listen to you or the adult to listen to you. People are drawn to music. Uh, and then, uh, I always tell people that speech therapy is about 85, maybe 90% getting a person's attention and keeping it. And then knowing to what to do with it when you have it is like the other five or 10%. I like that. I like that. So it's like, yeah, it, you getting their attention is not something to be um, underrated. No, not at all. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us about some of your favorite songs to use in speech? You mentioned a core word song. Yeah, yeah. So, I have like over 40 core vocabulary songs now. Mm. So, I'm basically like going through. Um, Have you ever looked at, uh, so PRC has a list of 100 uh, different core vocabulary words and all the different, you know, uh, pragmatic functions or the uh, different, it's like uh, verbs and uh, prepositions and a couple of different categories like that uh-huh. anyway but uh, there are a hundred uh, different words so I'm going slowly through those and uh, creating a song for each of those um so like the two that are like the most popular that people mm-hmm. have just watched more so he and she so uh, apparently that's a, a common one that they are uh, people continue to uh, re-listen to is the he she core vocabulary song okay. and then my, my turn my turn my seems turn. to be the second most uh, popular one and are these the two songs that we're going to play today? Yes, absolutely. Great. Okay. So um, everyone stay tuned for he, she. Is that what it's called? He, she? Yes. Just literally he, she, core vocabulary song. Yeah. He, she, core vocabulary song. Keeping it, keep it simple. Nice. I like it. This episode is brought to you by Therapy Travelers, and Flavia is going to share three great reasons to work for Therapy Travelers. All right. So one amazing reason is the company culture. Um, 
you won't find that working for any other agency company that really truly cares about um, their therapists and what they're doing because we want to change kiddos lives choose our benefits a lot of people do not get wonderful benefits when they're working for agencies and they're unaware that they actually can get those so 401k we match up to four percent starting day one we have a wonderful eap program which is all mental health based and that's completely in the company medical dental vision we do cover 75 percent of your premium you get PTO, you get paid holidays, you get CU and reimbursement, sick time. A lot of those things you do not get when you're working for an agency. And the last thing is something called a relationship manager, which is a person that's there to be your advocate and to help you when you're on assignment. We don't just place you somewhere and forget about you. We have someone that's there to check on you, to be your main point of contact. They're also the main point of contact to the school district if you have any issues. So it's just, a really unique agency to work for um, and we love everybody that works with us we're a big happy family great thank you yeah. I'm inspired thanks <laughs>
Anne-Marie SLP to be said one client started wrapping their Arctic stimuli and it was totally unprompted, but she just went with it, which is a great idea. Um, Andrea Sarah says she uses music and speech all the time. She sings through books, transition times, just to help with prosody and also going from one activity to the next. Shammy Shep says with her pre-K students, uh, she almost always starts every group session with a song that fits their theme. Uh, J9B said that she recently got the idea to use Let It Go lyrics as a poem. She uses it to learn vocab and then also ties it to the movie. Finally, Julie USF says that she uses musical chants to help students retain information and also as a calming tool. This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by the Informed SLP. Great clinicians need great scientific research to inform their practice. But how can we know the research with so many articles and so little time? The Informed SLP makes it easy. Each month, their team of scientists and clinicians find the research for you. They explain it without the jargon, without the burden, just for SLPs. So you could spend less time reading and more time treating. Visit theinformedslp.com. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your core vocabulary song, My Turn? Sure, yeah. So it's uh, pretty repetitive, like you were talking about, kind of repeating the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, just a fun way to practice uh, utilizing those core vocabulary terms, my and turn. So my turn. So it talks about um, it's my turn to eat, it's my turn to play. So I'm incorporating some other core vocabulary uh, terminology in there as well. Wonderful. Do you ever have any like gestures that you pair it with or? Um, so typically when I'm in the classroom, I'm actually um, like playing the guitar and I just mm-hmm. use the same thing, like same visuals, but I'm just using like a foot switch just okay. uh, change the slides. So um, if I do not, I'm doing, if I don't have a, the guitar and I'm just playing the uh, songs, I don't really do gestures. I will have like a core vocabulary board, like a manual communication board. Mm-hmm. And I'll actually like be uh, providing aided language input and like pointing out the terminology, like the core vocabulary term as it comes up in the song, that type of thing. But I don't have any gestures. So I'm not that cool. I don't have ah, gestures. Well, I mean, it's, I'm I'm sure it's great without the joke. <laughs> Your hands are full with the guitar. And um, everyone, stay tuned for My Turn by Stephen Neese.
Great job, Stephen. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to definitely use these in my speech therapy sessions. Thank you so much. And so where can we find all these songs? So I have a, uh, a website. So I started off on YouTube. So I have a YouTube channel. Um, and then it was just kind of getting a little muddy. Like there's so many different songs. I have like over 100 songs now um, with like Arctic and phonics and all that kind of stuff too. So I created a website, speechandlanguagesongs.com. And I, so I organized them all there. So it's easy to get to what you want to find. Wonderful. So talk about some no prep speech therapy. Exactly. Right just go right to it, man. And I think songs are a great um, transition between activities as well. It could also right. be like the, it can signal that something is starting or it can signal that something is finished. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So like when I'm doing push-ins, I'm not like just doing a song the entire time right. or like multiple songs, but it, it's kind of like uh, typically it's the first thing that I do. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll do the song and then I'll do like, I, like a typical session would be song and then that same core vocabulary term I'm going to read a book or it's a PowerPoint book type thing if I'm because I'm a lot of times it's a whole class uh, mm -hmm. that I'm pushing into and then we uh, do like a, an adapted toy or something like that um, that will also reinforce that same word so it kind of all pairs together doing a bunch of different things but targeting the same thing. Right. Kind of sound like some of the things that you mentioned the other day in your presentation. Yeah, I, and also like the structure too. I just love structure in speech therapy sessions just because it's not even just for the client's sake. It's for my own sake. Like I know right. what's next, so I'm never worried either how to fill the time. It's filled. Yeah, makes sense. I'm sure you're all wondering, where's Maria? Well, guess what? Here she is. The episode wouldn't be complete without her, and I haven't heard this yet either, so stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Maria here. So I wanted to look into the research for speech and music. So as we know, speech requires repetition of movements, and I want to dig into three reasons how speech and music correlate and com can be combined. Specifically, I should say speech and language and music, but the three reasons are auditory decoding, phonological processing, and speech motor planning. So based off the research that I've read, the article titled Non-Word Repetition in Children and Adults Effects on Movement Coordination, and it's a recent research, and I'll attach it to the show notes if anyone is interested in reading it. Maybe I would like to hear their uh, take on the article because, you know, as we know, these articles can be, um, you know, have different meanings and um, depends on who's reading it. So that's something I believe I listened in Mei Ling's podcast. So shout out to her podcast. Anyway, uh, so just briefly, not to like read word to word from this article, this article looked at hearing and repeating novel phonetic sequences or non word or novel non words. So it's not exactly music per se, but it's similar because it talks about coordination. So, um, going back to the music, uh, the first reason was auditory decoding. So my interpretation of that is that when a child or even any, any 
adult, any age, when you listen to music, both of your hemispheres light up because you have that motor planning aspect, but you also have like memories like, oh, I remember this song and it brings me back to, you know, when I was 15 and this was happening in my life. So music has that like emotional tie too. So there's like, you know, more neurons that fire together, wire together. Anyway, that's my take on that. If, you know, anyone has anything to back me up or, you know, feel free to shout me out. (laughs) Um, Phonological processing. To me, I took that as you learn that there's certain combinations in your mother language or your first or even your second language. So the baby is making those connections. Like, for example, in English, we don't have many words that start start with the sound boof. So that might not be um, like combination made. And then we might like lose that combination because as, you know, six months, nine months, babies begin to start to wean out sounds that are not in their mother tongue or L1. Yes. And then speech motor planning, which I feel like is the jaw movement of learning like the sounds like, ah, 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 like in a song. And then like that child's learning like, oh, I got to open my jaw about here to make that sound, you know, to follow along with the singing. So it's like, oh, we're in singing class, you know, let's follow along. Anyway, so that's my take and I ran out of time. So bye. So in doing this, what have you seen be the impact of using speech and language songs on yourself and your clients? Well, um, myself, like I've enjoyed it. So um, I'm doing something. and Targeting your intrinsic motivation. It is. It is. Definitely. (laughs) I mean, I do, so I, you know, I'm going to work serving kids uh, and I do all this like recording and stuff like that on my own time. Like I'm not getting paid for it, but I'm enjoying doing it. Um, so yeah, so it's on that side, like I'm enjoying doing it and it seems to um, be motivating the kids too. So they are happy when I come in with a guitar or mm-hmm. we're just playing the songs. It's really cool to hear uh, little stories from SOPs or teachers that I work with like, oh, we've been using your songs and it's been very effective. That's nice to hear. I was yeah. at a ATIA um, in oh, Florida. Okay. It's a assistive technology international association. I think mm. it was like AAC stuff and all kind of assistive technology conference in Orlando every year. But somebody came up to me and said, I've been, and I didn't know this person. So I've been using your songs. I guess you recognize me from, I don't know, Instagram or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was like, I've been using your songs and it was very helpful. And that like, that's some really good motivation. There's like somebody else is utilizing this stuff. Um, yeah. Getting something out of it well beyond just me and just my little, little world here. So that was pretty cool. Um, and the fact that uh, kids are getting uh, motivated by it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And you're increasing the engagement there. And, and you kind of talked about a population that um, can often be quite difficult to engage. So. Right. Yeah. It's kind of focusing on like the, complex communication needs kiddos, which sometimes gets overlooked a little bit. Mm -hmm. I love that. So um, you already gave us so many tips and tricks, but like, do you have like any applicable um, advice for listeners that could easily be done tomorrow in their sessions that no prep, just try it tomorrow? 
Sure. Um, so I would say probably best thing to think of is utilizing the uh, core vocabulary songs for aided language stimulation. Like it's super, super simple. Even if we have like a, a, a kid that is not utilizing AEC at all, you're like, he's not a candidate. We know he's not a candidate, whatever, um, something like that. Well, you can still provide aided language stimulation. And that's really, you're going to play the song. And along with it, you have a low tech communication board or you have a high-tech device already for the kid that's just being underutilized and you can sing along with it and showing it to that child just you're going along with it's and you're modeling the words with the AAC device as you're playing the song you got it yeah okay, just for, for them so that's uh or you can be modeling and providing it right above uh, where they are, you know, so if it's uh, my turn, it's my turn to eat and things like that, you can just focus on turn, you know, if okay. they aren't, they have zero words, um, they are producing, if they're just doing turn, then you can model or provide a language stimulation slightly above that and do my turn and then so on, so on and keep building up and then provide the appropriate level of prompting for them if they are actually able to uh, directly select something on the device as well. Right. And it also for somebody who, who is able to do all these things. So I have a client who, um, he's actually quite good on the AAC. So I find myself just like constantly looking for content because he can produce long productions on the AAC. He could find things very easy. So, um, we're kind of between using, um, things I create and then trying to use classroom materials. We're not really at classroom materials yet as much right. as we'll, as much as we can, we are, but um, I need more of a bridge. So these songs seem like something that I can have him do independently while listening and perhaps singing along. Yeah, um, and it kind of be like core vocabulary karaoke where he's like right. trying, to, trying to keep up with it too. So right. like, uh, yeah. Yeah, like increasing agility on the AAC device. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, and then finally, so we like to end all of our episodes with a quote or a mantra. Is there anything that you tell yourself each day that inspires you? Um, so one thing, and I have like t-shirts and it's on the back of it. Um, and this is like such a common thing that speech therapists, there's probably a hundred uh, speech therapy uh, practices that use this, but I still like it. It's that uh, everyone deserves a voice. Mm -hmm. Super simple. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Everyone deserves a voice and it's true. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug you, or your website again, your Instagram handle? Just let all the listeners know where they can find all of your great material. Sure. Yeah. So I'm on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all speech, same thing, speech and language songs. Um, so if you want to, so all these uh, resources are completely free and I'd like to keep it that way um, to support the project and make it sustainable. There are a few things that people can do to help out. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel is a big one. Um, so the more subscribers you get, more people get to see it, the more views you get, the, the better that is. Um, I have a Patreon page for speech and language songs, so you can become oh, a great. patron. I, I think it's at $2 a month, which is uh, pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. um, and by merchandise, we have some merchandise on the website. And uh, we have personalized songs too. So, and those are the only thing that are uh, for a fee. So you can purchase those. So if you have a kiddo and you want to create their very own song for them, I have like a template 
and ask you questions like what is the child's name what's their favorite food place to go things like that and you provide pictures along and you can it can be super personal like the kid can be in the pictures if you want if not that's fine too it's whatever you want to make it then you send all that information to me i create their song and i send it back to you um, oh, so I that, love that. That's, that's a small, so great. and that's a small fee. Um, but that kind of all those different things kind of keeps the project going. And I do know there's lots of research for utilizing authentic materials in speech pathology yes. um, to encourage generalization of those skills. So there we go. Research backed. Thank you. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for being here, Stephen. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's our show, everyone. Thanks for listening to SLP's Wine and Cheese. We have new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe. Also, we'd really, really, really appreciate it if you would like and review us on iTunes. If you love the show and you want more bonus content, check us out at patreon.com slash SLP's Wine and Cheese. Also, stay tuned after this message, and I'm going to play some clips of myself using music in speech and just having fun with it in life.
Start from the beginning. First green is gold, her heart is you to hold her early leaves of flower, but so me, you know, an hour, then leaves subsides to leave. So eat and sing to grief. So dawn goes down to day, nothing go and say, nothing, 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 nothing go and say, ah. <laughs> Very sunshine or twinkle, twinkle? Twinkle, twinkle, okay. Twinkle, twinkle. True. 